All right, everyone. Hope you brought your geek because it's time to get it on. Hey, Iron. This is Sean Gertis. I'm from Bend, Oregon. And uh, I've been just started listening to your podcast on up to episode four. And your life experience things are so incredible and so motivating. I just, I just had to call and say something there that's like totally cool. I think if you could uh, put um, a podcast together of just the ones that you did so far, would just be awesome. I try because I love to try. Thanks. I love you guys' podcast. I'm only up to, um, I just discovered them. I'm up to episode, through episode four, and I think they're awesome. Keep up the good work. Talk to you later. Bye. Hey, this is uh, Try Daddy from the great cold state of Minnesota. And the reason I try is Try Mama makes me. Bye. Aloha, triathletes. Welcome to the latest edition of Get Your Geek On, the podcast designed to get you all geeked up about the sport of triathlon, whether you're just thinking about your first sprint triathlon or you're an Ironman veteran. That's right, so if you're willing to sacrifice for something that's greater than you, you've come to the right place. I'm the TriGeek Kahuna. I'm podcasting from the TriGeek Dreams International Labs in the OC, Orange County, California. And this is Iron Will coming to you from just outside of Chi Town in the Midwest from the Through the Wall World Headquarters. Iron Will, my voice is a little bit um, quiet today because it's 5 freaking a.m. my time. Oh my God. I'm trying not to wake up the rest of my house on a Sunday morning. <laughs> uh, That's right. You've got um, a little ride that you're doing today, huh? Yeah, we're doing this a little early because we've got a ride from uh, Santa Ana train station, Amtrak train station, to San Diego. It's going to be a 100 mile century ride, and it's uh, the Get Your Geek On ride. We've got a number of listeners coming along with us. I'm not sure how many. And uh, had a couple people drop, kind of weak. One person, I'm not going to mention the name, but he had to go to a baby shower. Which wait, he, wait, he, he he had to go to a baby shower. Yeah, it's 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 beyond weak. Um, Men don't go to baby showers. So he, he gets his geek uh, stripes uh, taken away <laughs> because there's, there's just oh, no. no way a hundred hundred mile ride or a baby shower. He, oh, no. I bet you he probably went shopping for the present as well, it sounds like. Well, he's getting husband points, though, I'll tell you. Yeah, <laughs> so maybe that's more important than, gotta, than geek points. you got to lay down the law sometimes, don't you? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> don't you do that with Mr. Ironwell? <laughs> what, do I, do I tell him you will go to a baby shower? Well. He'd I, laugh at me. <laughs> if I yeah, said that. I have a feeling you laid down the law in your house. I don't know. No, no, I wish I did, no. No. Right. Nobody, no, nobody listens to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're gonna go. It's a, everybody made fun of us, but it's a it's a it's a, a, a dark and stormy uh, Sunday here in usually su- sunny Southern California. So um, it's gonna oh, be a, that's my favorite kind of weather. It's gonna be a little chilly. It's stormy. It's stormy. It's it's oh. we got a we got Alaskan storm in in which is uh, I know it's not a Midwest storm or anything, but. It's, uh, you got the ocean storm. I'm not. You can you can have all the all the oohs and ahs about that. Yeah, it's it's gonna be well. It's gonna be a nice ride. It's gonna be a little bit chilly, a little bit windy, but uh, we're gonna go ahead and do it, and and uh, then we're gonna take the train back, and uh, Robo Stew pounds about six beers on the way back. 
oh, problem. So, and, <laughs> and we're going to record it for uh, for for this week's edition, actually, of uh, oh, the podcast. Fun. So it'll be a so now. Oh, go ahead. I'm done. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say, so we're not um, doing a surprise with triathlete, right? Because you have, what, five or six that we can talk to uh, right yeah, there, right? Yeah, we'll, we'll surprise them uh, on the way down with the microphone and, and uh, get their story. And, um, yeah, so we got, I think, three people are going to make the ride, at least try to make the ride all the way with us. And then we're picking up a couple people along the way in, um, down the coast. So. Uh, oh, looking, how exciting. I'm looking forward to it. I'm a little nervous. I've never gone 100 miles before. so. Well, yeah, but you've gone, what, 90? How many times now? So you're you're going to be good. Oh, no worries. You're so good for my confidence. <laughs> um, yeah, I hope so, but it's, it's I don't know, it's, it's kind of early in the season to do. But no. it'll be good. we got we got Wildflower Half Ironman coming up at the 1st of May, uh, first week of May, so... This will oh, be, wow. Uh, this will be it's, a nice it's little here. Change. Yeah, it's here. Race season is here. Bring it on, baby. So, so now you're going to have to deal with, like, headwinds and stuff? Is that common this time of year? Um, you know, it's probably more like side winds. Um, but, yeah, uh, th- there's um, th- th- this time of year in Southern California is when, for some reason, the winds just come off the ocean uh, big time and... Uh, and it's terrible for the ocean because, or for people going in the ocean, because it skims off all the warm water. And so you're Ooh. left with, um, the water's like about 52 degrees now. And so it's uh, usually in the like dead of winter, it might get down to like 55. So it's it's, wow. it's really, really cold. And they actually, they held the Half Ironman California uh, yesterday. And in a, I've never heard of this before, but uh, they they gave people the option of swimming 700 yards and still competing in the race if they felt like the ocean was too stormy and too cold for them. So um, I would never have chosen that option. But uh, Oh, wow. They, uh, too stormy and too cold. Oh, my gosh. Well, yeah, this coming from somebody who's gone and swum Alcatraz. So. <laughs> uh, yeah. And do, doing it this year, too. So, hey, I got my, um, I, I went for my second bike fitting yesterday. Oh yeah. It was uh, this guy is so good, Mark the Bike Fitter. What's very cool is he's actually started a, a website because he loved that name, so he's it's called thebikefitter.com. Oh cool. And uh, this guy is the nicest guy. I'm gonna have a picture up on on the website, but uh, he fits you once, and then you go out and ride, and you know, kind of get used to it, and then he brings you in and checks the fitting, and and he actually added a a different um, stem. Uh, to my bike that was a little bit shorter, and I I just am I'm such a huge fan of this this you know great bike fitting. I got to thank our friend Simply Stu, who turned me on to the um, the uh, joys of of a proper bike fit. Um, <laughs> and Mark said that he 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 did a listener a Get Your Geek On listener that listened to the podcast before, and she uh-huh. had been to two other bike fitters, and he said that. Uh, she was so out of whack because oh. people just say they can they they you know can fit you well, but they just they just it's a kind of a half science half art and um, right. she just moved her all around and got her got her dialed in on on the proper fit. But uh, so anyway, and if anybody's out there and they're feeling any kind of um, uh, discomfort on the bike, you know, get to a get to a good bike fitter and you'll be surprised. At, I mean, just just it's instantaneous. The uh, huh. the relief. 
Um, I'm gonna, I think I have to raise my seat a little bit, so I'm not sure. But uh, on, on that big ride I did last weekend, I was kind of like, you know, I mean, it wasn't like painful or anything, but by the end, I thought, you know, I could probably go up a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So. Was yeah, there anything from like my, my lower back was getting numb, and it was because I was, you know, it's probably like a couple millimeters, but I was stretching too much, so I need to move my seat um, forward a little bit, and um, it's all it all makes sense when you when you really think about it. But I, you know, I just I just was never um, never thought about it. I just mm. figured figured I needed to suffer. Oh, I got another piece of news for you. What's that? I was diagnosed with. Um, it's called diagnosed. Diagnosed. I went. I, you know, I ha- I've had this this numb feet in the for on the bike for a long time, and then I started to get them when I'm running, and I'm like, what is going on? And then it felt like there was like a little marble underneath um, my foot, kind of uh, between my uh, third and fourth toe on on both feet. And so I went to this sports um, podiatrist, Dr. Doug Ritchie. He's is he's that actually plantar fasciitis or whatever. No, no, no. It, it, it's called. Um, it's a, it's a pinched nerve, but the uh, medical term is uh, neuro neuroma or something like that. And um, he just goes, "You got a classic case." And he, he could he could like move it back and forth. He goes, "Look at this this whole big ball here is, is uh, inflamed inflamed nerves." Yuck. He wondered why I was such a stud that I could train through it. And I said, "Well, that's just I'm the Kahuna. What do you what do you think?" Uh, but he uh, he actually gave me a shot of uh, cortisone in, in one foot. Um, to get me through this ride, so I'm 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 playing hurt, but I'm going to go ahead and uh, oh my god, do it anyway. But it, it yeah, sho- he moved part of your foot. Uh, pardon me. He moved part of your well, foot. Well, he can move the whole. It's like this ball of inflamed nerve, and he can move it oh, back and forth. Yeah, like you like well, like when you're in fifth grade and you move your kneecap to gross out the girls, kind of that, thing. That's uh. I never gross out the girls, but um, <laughs> no, like if you know what I mean. I know what you mean. Um, yeah, no, he did. He, he, he totally, and it like would snap back and forth, like a. Oh, <laughs> did that freak you out? You know, I was so relieved that I wasn't. I, th- you know, I'm very weird because I'm thinking, you know, I'm imagining this this stuff. Nothing's wrong. What's wrong with me? <laughs> and so I was so relieved that something was actually wrong with me. That, uh, <laughs> I was like, yes. Uh, yes, I've got a problem. Getting a shot in your foot is very a uh, pleasant experience as well. Yeah, that's got to be so, fun. Um, I don't like I don't like needles, but oh. <laughs> yuck. So what else is going on? Um, well, you remember my uh, my supermodel best friend from San Diego? Yeah, yeah. Um, she she and I have been talking, and um, I uh, she was wondering. You know, when I was going to come out there, and I think that we're going to um, try, gonna try to get out there um, in August. So oh, cool. it's going to be fun. So you have to uh, let me know all of the surf places to go. But she's not. She's gone surfing a couple times, but she's not like you know surfer girl. So you're talking even though, Aug- what, even though that's what I call her. <laughs> Are you talking August of this year? No, 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 no. Next year. August of next year. Right? August of this year, I'm going to be freaking out. Yeah, I know. I know. I was thinking about that. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, August of next year. Well, there's lots for you to do. I think uh, we could give you a uh, surf lesson, and uh, we can. Um, I think your friend needs to take you to Black's Beach. Black's Beach. What's that? It's a nudist beach, isn't it? Uh, it? It's clothing, it has to be. clothing off, optional. Clothing optional, of course. Have you ever gone to that beach? Pardon me. Have you Have you gone to that beach? I actually have gone to that beach. You have, and and were you clothing optional? 
let's just or say not. <laughs> that's where I got the nickname the big Kahuna. No. Oh um, my god. <laughs> I um yes I actually have I actually have gone um, naked at that beach before. You have? Mm-hmm. It's just like by yourself. You just went there. Um, you know what I did? This is a, God, this is like true confessions. I um, <laughs> you you can run on the beach from um. Oh no! Like did Del, you run? Like Del Mar to um or, or um yeah Del Mar to Black Beach because it's it's kind of right next door so it's like. Maybe a three-mile run or something. So I just wanted to, like, you know, see what it was all about. And so I, I ran down the beach, and first of all, it's a huge um, uh, gay beach as well. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but it's just, you know, there's a lot, a lot of guys there. Um, but then there's a few, you know, co-eds from uh, San Diego, University of San Diego. Um, and uh, so I went there, and I'm like, you know what, I'm here, um, you know, let's, oh, let's experience this. So I, you know... <laughs> I took off my clothes and you know sat on the beach for a while and then went in the uh, the ocean. It's just a, I mean, it's you went in the ocean. Yeah, and guys, guys do not body surf um, (laughs) naked because it hurts. Oh Uh, no! Did you try that? Yeah, oh yeah. You try to surf naked? Well, body surf, not uh, well. What? No, well, I don't know the difference. What's what? What is one? Surf is with surf is with a board and body surfing just with your body. Surfing. Oh my! You are such a. I told you I don't know anything about the. Uh, I've only seen the Atlantic Ocean once, and that was like for ten minutes, and then that's it. So I've never seen anything on the Pacific or have anything. You, have you seen the movie Endless Summer? No. Okay, uh-huh. you do movie nights every Friday night. Right. Go get Endless Summer. The kids will <laughs> love it. It's uh, it's the the um, the surf movie of all time. It was filmed in the '60s when. No one surfed around the world. These guys took their um, boards and went to Africa, Australia, South oh, Africa. Wow. It's just it's and it's a it's a kind of funny. You know, there's some comedy things in there, but uh, it's just uh, it's just amazing uh, hmm. trip around the world. So endless summer. Um, I'm sure it's not in any store in the Midwest. <laughs> it probably is in there. Um, but anyway, how, I gotta know how long ago was it that you went to this nude beach and body surfed naked? Um, it was like, uh, it's like uh, not not this summer, but last summer. Yeah, oh my gosh! Did you blog about that? I don't remember reading that. I remember you reading about you went running in a speedo and somebody some guy tried to pick you up. There's oh my god. <laughs> That was the that was the most. Let me just tell people that that was the most surreal <laughs> thing. Is I went down the beach to go running in the soft sand and I forgot my freaking um, running shorts <laughs> and so and I didn't have time to go back and get them because I you know there, I had something else to do. So the option was just skip the workout or go in my little speedo with you know my <laughs> shoes on the beach. And it was it was the middle of summer, tons of people there. And I just said, you know what, screw it. I want to get in this workout. So I went in this, <laughs> I looked like the biggest dork. Um, <laughs> and went in Newport Beach, uh, down the middle of the beach. And, like, th- all the chicks were, like, saying comments <laughs> as I was going <laughs> going down. I was going to say they dug it, but I don't think they dug it with there. It's like, woohoo, look at that guy. I'm like, well, whatever. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm kind of getting through it. And then all of a sudden this guy pops up. He starts right next to me. I'm like, this is weird. He's like, yeah, I just want to tell you, I love running in a Speedo, too. I have a green one. I'm just like, ah. Uh. So, so I met a new friend there that wanted to 
want to get this to know your speedo. <laughs> this is your little black speedo, right? Uh, my little black speedo, yeah. Oh, I gotta get a red no. one for uh, Karen, but I don't, I don't, I don't have a red one. Uh, um, she wants you a don't picture. Have, you I, don't have a red one. No, oh my gosh. I know they're, they're sort of hard, hard to come by. Um, okay, this is way too much information for people out there. Um, but uh, actually, I mean, you, you've you've gone skinny dipping. It's it's a no, it's a, I haven't gone skinny dipping. You've never gone skinny dipping. I've never gone skinny dipping. The only time I've ever not had any clothes on in the water is in the shower. <laughs> oh man, you you gotta go skinny dipping. Go, um, you know, don't you have lakes around there or something? Uh, yeah, but you don't want to go naked in those things. Why? Because they're just because it's just. Why? I mean, then you got to get out of the water, and then you're naked when you get out well, of the you water. You go at night. You go at night. Yes. Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta get Mr. Ironwell and and you know have a uh, nighttime rendezvous where you go skinny dipping. It's it's like the greatest feeling. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Okay. Is this something you just go do? You know, you go grab a skin and say, "Hey, let's go skinny dipping." I've been, I've been. Okay, you ready for this? I've been skinny okay. dipping with uh, RoboStew. Oh, of course you have. In the ocean. <laughs> okay, why? Just for the freedom, or <laughs> yeah, for the freedom. Actually, it was. Um, I'm trying to think of when it was, but it was. Uh, I'm sure it involved drinking, and um, <laughs> it was nighttime, and. Um, we ended up, uh... <laughs> it was just a blur after then you woke up and you had no idea what had happened, huh? I can't quit you. <laughs> uh, no, it was, and then we were going to go, we went, yeah, we, we took off our clothes and went skinny dipping. Oh, in the, in the ocean, it was, it was really, God. it was really nice. Have you gone skinny dipping with Mrs. Kahuna? I have. I have. Oh, okay. Well, then you're, you're validated. <laughs> yes. Um, I've actually gone, well, we're not going to talk about that, but, uh, yes, many times, <laughs> many times. Okay. See, this is a new, uh, thing you gotta, you gotta explore. Oh, God, this is a California, see, everybody in California is so free. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, do you want to get to the mailbag? Uh, yeah, let's go. Oh, let's wait, go wait, how's, wait, first of all, how's your, um, how's your training going? I gotta ask that. Oh, you know, I'm I'm thinking that it's like a bloodletting weekend thing that has been set. Well, I was running yesterday, and I had like the best. First of all, I had like the best run. I was only supposed to run for like 85 minutes, but <clears throat> um, I got to the end of the 85 minutes. I was like, you know, I just want to kind of keep running. It's nice out and everything. And uh, so I'm running and running, and um, the sidewalk. <laughs> <laughs> you already know it, so you me, but the sidewalk. Um, had like a tree root or something under it so it part of it like there was a lip and I tripped and oh my gosh it was one of these epic slow motion falls where you're just like stumbling over yourself and your back <laughs> is parallel to the ground for like 15 feet oh it was horrible and it looked like a condor about to yeah exactly <laughs> it was it was a mess and I just finally accepted I was like all right I'm going down and uh so I landed um on my shoulder and kind of rolled and um but I scraped the crap out of my elbow and my knee and I was like okay I'm done running now <laughs> and uh, I'd wound up by that by that time it was like 10 miles in so I was like okay this is longer than I was supposed to go. And you know what's funny? You're going to be so proud of me. Um, you know how I told you I always, like, cuss and whenever I hurt myself? Right. And I never I never really cuss unless I, I hurt myself. And, uh, <clears throat> and um, uh, yeah, so I fell. And you know what's funny is I didn't even so much as grit my teeth. 
I did not say one swear word. I was so amazed. I couldn't believe it. It was kind of like one of those, oh, all right, I fell. <laughs> maybe, like, maybe you're maturing. I don't know. Some calming winds are with me this uh, this season, I, I believe. So those, I had a, I had a friend that um, broke his wrist because of those. It was it was like very similar. It was the end of a run. He's like going up a curb. His legs are tired. Whatever. He's not paying attention. And boom, he <laughs> went right down and broke his wrist. Oh my so gosh! Those curves can I come up and, and bite you. They so. do, and I just hope. Um, I just hope next weekend. I'm afraid. I don't know now what, what it's going to bleed next weekend. But, yeah, maybe you got to um, wrap yourself up in some uh, some bubble wrap or something. Bubble wrap, yeah, because that'll look nice and natural <laughs> running down the road in that. <laughs> so All your right. training, are you, are you ready to go for your ride today? Oh, are you ready? Oh, God. You know, I, I, um, I have not been able to train that much because of my um, my my foot problems with the pinched nerves, but uh, I think I'm okay. I, I, I've done... 60 miles twice last couple weekends, um, and I'm not. Gonna, it, it, the problem with the California coast is it is pretty hilly, so um, you know we're going to definitely be really tired. But I, it'll be fine. I mean, we'll find out at the end of this podcast. How <laughs> but, All right. Uh, well, I, I think it, I think it'll be good. And I got Robos too, who will not let me um, quit or slow down or anything else. So um, <laughs> it'll, it'll be well, all there right. There you go. It'll be all right. So stay tuned to the end of the show, and you'll you'll find out. <laughs> it's going to live or not. Yeah. Hey, I got a piece of mail. Do you want to do you want to hear it? Yeah. Um. Okay. Do you have a piece of mail? Because I'm I gotta find mine real quick. Um. I on. I don't know. I think I sent my mail to you, so I think you have all my mail. So just go ahead. Okay. Go ahead and read it. Here is. Um, okay. This is a piece of this is a kind of mail that I just adore. And this is from Portia. And if you remember, Portia oh, yeah. did did uh, the tri life or triathlete <coughs> chapter. And um, it was about how she was just um, starting to run. And she said, uh, just thought I'd drop you an email to tell you both how I've been getting along since I sent you my chapter on how I started running again. When I sent you the chapter, I was just a fan of the show that loved to listen to you guys talk. God, someone does. That's good. Okay. (laughs) I, I had no idea how to swim, don't own a bike, and definitely didn't run. Since then, I'm now up to 119 yards in the pool. I don't know how you get 19, but 119 yards in the pool. Very slowly, I might add. I'm running two blocks from my house and back with a lot of stopping in between, and I'm up to four virtual miles on the stationary bike at the gym. Cycling seems to be my best so far. I've even... She had an injury, right? Yeah, she had... uh, um, She couldn't run for... um, I think her knees... uh, have problems, yeah. uh, and she was told like she could never run again or something. Right, right, right. And then um, I've even this is a mark of it. She's going to be a triathlete. I've even fell in love with a trek that I'm saving for. Ah. Um, I like to do a triathlon this year, but I'm sticking to finishing a 5K first. Listening to your podcast helped me get out the door, and each week is incredibly motivating. Keep it up, Portia. Um, well, there you go. Cool. Yeah, that is just like the neatest. Uh, the neatest thing, and, and um, those you know, people can do Iron Iron Man or whatever. I mean, that, that's that's totally great, but it's people like like Portia who just um, you know, this is this is their first. I mean, it's, it's just such progress to what they're doing that uh, it, it really inspires me as well. So maybe we can call her for the newbie show or something like that. We'll oh yeah, do. we should do that. Yeah, the newbie show is that gonna be next week? I think so. Yeah. Okay. This is everything from. Uh, just, just to start out, this will be fun because I, I just remember how 
lost I was at the start, and um, in this, I, don't know, I, w- I would appreciate a show like this um, when I oh, was starting yeah. off too. Yeah, there's um, so much detail of, you know. So. Okay, um, so let's so we're skipping surprise a triathlete. Uh, we got, we, got, we got the coach's corner. Yes, this week on um, on Coach's Corner, we are. It's kind of all about the bike. This show, since you guys are going on your big epic ride, so um, I'm going to ask my coach about nutrition for the bike and uh, solids versus um, liquids, and uh, if it's just kind of a personal choice or or if there's any you know biology behind what works better. And so I think it'll be pretty interesting. Okay, cool. Let's let's have a listen. Uh, Greg, this week we're talking about nutrition for the bike, and um, we were wondering what's the best thing to use. Um, we've heard, you know, solids and uh, are not always the greatest thing. Maybe, maybe having a liquid uh, diet for the race is better. Um, so, uh, what, what's your opinion on that? Um, are we talking more about Ironman distance still? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, what you want to consider is once you figure out how many calories you need, and then what kind of calories you can take in. So is that um, you know, is it bottled, um, like is it water mixed with perpetuum or is it gels, is it bananas? Then you go back to the first 30 minutes of the bike and keep in mind that in the first 30 minutes, if the half Iron Man or a full Iron Man, you can't eat anything with calories or sugar. You want to make sure that you only sip on water, about 10 ounces of water in that first 30 minutes. Oh, okay. So all the, so all the blood from your arms and legs can go back um, to your muscles rather than right to your stomach and start eating. A lot of people make air because they're so hungry or they feel like they need to eat less day. And what's really important is not only what you're eating, but when you're eating it. Oh, but when you're eating it, too. Wow, yeah. That, right. I had heard that about the first 30 minutes, but I just thought it was so you didn't throw up. But, wow, I didn't realize it was so that the blood could go back to your muscles. That's definitely news. Yeah, um, exactly. So, so you want to make sure that you, you have enough on your bike in case you, in case you miss your special needs as well and not rely on them giving you stuff every 10 miles either because they might have something you've never used or you might mm-hmm. miss the banana that you wanted. So I recommend having um, enough on your body so that if something went wrong, you could still get through the ride and be okay. Okay. Now, are there any um, taboo foods? I mean, I've heard people said stay away from cheese, stay away from, you know, dairy. Well, it, it's really important what works for you. I mean, you ha- on your long rides and your long breaks, you should be trying these things in the last 10 weeks all the time. Um, I think a solid food that works really well for myself and a lot of my athletes is peanut butter and jelly. Um, And keep in mind on that day, eating that, uh, whether it be hot or cold outside, it's just not going to be very good. But it's something that if you can get down, it's great to have a solid um, piece of food in the middle of the ride just because by the end you don't want to have another gel and you've still got... Uh, likely three to five hours of running ahead of you where you're just going to be taking in gels. So you want to get something solid for your body to be semi-normal. Um, so th- that's a really good food. Obviously, bananas are a common food. Um, and uh, just working with things. But I always recommend to try things um, for athletes. And it's different if you stop the subway 50 miles you hang out. You really need to be eating these things on the bike and trying um, through the ride. And then... Um, at the end of the Ironman, just like the end of your, like before you do your run, those last 20 minutes, again, you should not be eating any calories because you don't want to be digesting food when you start the run. Just like you wouldn't walk out the door of your home and eat a sandwich. If you want to treat the marathon just like a run 
in terms of not having any food in your stomach. You, you don't want to expect your body to have to digest food that's complex before the run. It, it's just really important for people to apply what they do in their workouts to the race and likewise. Don't do anything new on race day and go ahead and try whatever you want on the workouts, but just make sure that you're preparing yourself to do what is going to be a really hard run at the end of this bike ride and you're not just focused on getting calories in, but you're being smart about what you're eating, when you're eating it, how much you're eating. All right. Okay, good. Thank you very much and um, thanks again for taking time on the fly. Not a problem. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, well, that's a great coach's corner. I um, I think nutrition is going to be one of my challenges in the Ironman, so I appreciate any information I can get on it. Yeah, and he's like a, just one of those Justice League cyclists, so um, definitely going to uh, be helpful anything he has to say about the bike. So. No kidding. Um, all right, well, how about... Um, oh, I almost yeah. forgot. Um, oh. For... Sorry. This is a. I got to get used to saying this, but um, if anybody wants to get in touch with Greg Mueller, his website is innovativeendurance.com, and uh, I think he's taking new clients now. So check him out. Oh, cool, cool. Um, and if he can train you, he could pretty much. Uh, <laughs> I have I have uh, natural raw ability. <laughs> I, just, I just thought in terms of maintenance, you know, the you know trying to talk you out of the. The trees all the time. Um, I'm getting so much better at that, though. That's good. That's good. So, well, let's go to what uh, the uh, triathlete chapter. We've got uh, Jen this week. Is that right? Yeah, we have um, Jen Kramer, and she's she's really fun to listen to. Uh, so I I listened to her chapter a couple times just because it made me smile. So um, I hope everybody else uh, enjoys it as much. So let's go to the tape. All right. everyone, my name is Jen Kramer and this is my triathlete chapter. Strangely enough, this ended up being kind of long, which is funny since I'm relatively new to the triathlon world. Oh well, I'll start at the beginning. When I was young, I was told not to run because I had asthma. This was before asthma was really understood and before inhalers were trusted, so I had no other recourse. There were times I would cough the entire night. It sucked. It's a shame I couldn't run now because I was a pretty skilled runner even at seven. I remember our field day when I came in second place overall. It was the first time I could remember being good at something. My moment in the spotlight was very short indeed as I was immediately doubled over and fighting for breath. I was never good at organized sports in school. It had something to do with cord, cordon, uh, oh yeah, coordination. It skipped over little old me, big time. For some reason, the physical fitness powers that be chose to include in the gym curriculum gymnastics, which, okay, who besides the two dancers in the entire class can actually do a handstand? Then there was field hockey, which I saw as a great chance to hack the hell out of said dancers. Just kidding. And finally, softball, which, take it from someone who knows that ball is not soft when it's on a collision course for your head, I was a straight-A student in every subject except gym class. 
in gym class, I was a straight C student, and I finally stopped caring. And then my dad did something wonderful for me. He introduced me to the world of backpacking and hiking. Yeah, we started out pretty stupid, packing cans of all things, but we got very smart very quickly. I might have been the girliest backpacker alive, but man, I loved those hills. My dad would half-heartedly joke, meet you at the top, Jen. Sure enough, that talent seems to have stayed with me. Don't worry, he caught me on the way down. I've hiked all of the 48 4,000-footers in the White Mountains of New Hampshire and about a fifth of the Appalachian Trail. I considered myself more athletic than most of my high school class, seeing as I could carry a third of my weight on my back for two weeks straight up and down huge mountains. So then college came. I dabbled in running, got my trusty inhaler now. I had a bike, though, and had a great time tooling around the neighborhood and riding to work. I was always careful to wear my helmet, but there were times when the daredevil in me would get loose. Like the day I came to my favorite downhill. Finally, I thought, no one is on my hill. I don't have to break. Ever have one of those moments where you know you're being really stupid, but you just can't help yourself? Yeah. That day, I helped myself to six broken teeth, a hairline fracture in my jaw, and 20 to 30 stitches in my chin. My poor mom. What a knucklehead thing to do, but it taught me something. See, in order to get home, I had to get back on the bike and ride the last half mile. I didn't have time to be afraid. So after much healing, I went to graduate school. I picked up running again, but it quickly fell by the wayside. I was suddenly too stressed and too busy to run. In August of 2004, everything came to a screeching halt. I could barely breathe whenever I thought about work, school, polymers, finishing, graduating. I needed a change. Finally, I was too stressed not to run. That and everyone around me was doing it. Ah, always a follower. Suddenly, all of my girlfriends were registered to run in a 5K. I thought, wow. That's 3.1 miles. Holy cow. But I thought I could, and I did. Since that time, I've run two half marathons and a handful of 5Ks and 10Ks. Running makes me feel athletic, but this past summer, I learned what it feels like to be an athlete. At that time, I had two very good friends that did these crazy things called triathlons. I thought they were a little weird, truth be told. It sounded like an obstacle course. Seeing as I wasn't all that coordinated, not to mention the fact that I couldn't swim, I thought I'd just watch from afar. And then it happened. I had been using the excuse that my boyfriend at the time and I needed to spend time together, but then we broke up. Then my only excuse was that I couldn't swim, and while that was a valid excuse, I decided it was high time to get over my fear of water. I was 27 years old, for goodness sakes, and I needed a challenge. So my friend took me to the pool. I couldn't even make it a quarter of the way down the lane. I was choking and sputtering. I hated it. I panicked. But I worked through it. At first, all I could do was breaststroke with my head out of the water. Then one day, I tried putting my head in the water and was amazed at how much faster I could go. Finally, I started feathering in those dreaded freestyle laps. Funny how... This past February, for the first time, I swam 2,300 yards, all freestyle. It's been a fun ride. So I could swim. I had my bike, and running was my thing. I suited up for the Danskin Triathlon in late July. 
And not only did I swim the entire half mile, but I finished the race. In my report, I wrote, Dream huge. The only thing holding you back is yourself and your fear. So here I am, training for my first marathon, the Country Music Marathon in late April, and gearing up to do not one, not two, but possibly four triathlons this summer, two of which will be Olympic distance courses. Never in a million years did I think I would be here, swimming, biking, and running my way to a healthier lifestyle. Never did I think I could slay my asthma and swimming dragons, but I did. And that well-earned spark, which is the joy I get from making myself a better person and athlete, will never leave my eye. Thanks a lot, you guys. You've been a huge inspiration. Well, Jen is a riot. That was uh, an excellent chapter. And if people want to send in their own chapters, we, we could always use them. And, and uh, there's some information at the end of the show of how to how to do that. But we want to get uh, um, everybody's chapter down on on audio tape or audio. It's not even tape anymore. It's digital. yeah, MP3. MP3. And yeah, uh, MP3. And we're still going to plan on uh, we still plan on doing putting these all together for a triathlete uh, book uh, audio book. So. Uh, oh yeah. Well, especially if you're a newbie, if you if this is your first or second season, um, be sure to call in this week uh, for next week's show, so that maybe you can be chosen to be um, the newbie representative. Oh yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great. Uh, so, so what do you want? Do you want to uh, do try life lessons, or do you want to do uh, the bike ride right now? This is the bike ride right now. Let's go do a bike ride. Yeah, I'm, I'm all excited. All right, so we I have we have no idea what's uh, what's going to happen. And, uh, but, well, not uh, explain to everybody because it's actually right now it's Sunday morning we're taping this, and this afternoon or actually what in a couple hours you guys are going to go out. Yeah, actually, and, and uh, then about an edit hour. it back in later, right? Yeah, we're going to leave in about an hour, and we'll edit it back in, and that's why I'm up so early. That it's just I just yawned. Um, it just <laughs> it just dawn. It's just. Dawn is just breaking right now, so on a frigid Southern California morning. Oh, don't even start. <laughs> you're frigid. So I'm bringing a, uh, I'm bringing camera. I'm bringing the microphone or the uh, little little cassette dealy bobber and. <laughs> is that the technical terminology for that? Yes. And, uh, <laughs> so we're gonna meet some people. It's 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 so weird to meet people that you just know on the internet. You know, we did it with. Um, Commodore, not that he's weird, but um, uh, we met Commodore, <laughs> and you met a bunch of people at Steelhead. Um, yeah. And I'm gonna meet some sure. people at uh, at Wildflower, including um, Curly Sue, right? Yes, Curly Sue definitely is gonna be there. We're gonna call her um, probably in the next few weeks um, and uh, talk to her about how she's doing, getting ready for that. And, uh, and what's, what's is her blog site? Uh, is it? Do you know? I, look, I think it's it um yeah it's like curlysue.blogspot.com I believe. Okay. So she's got this cute little picture. Uh, so she's gonna be coming up, and I, actually, you know what, uh, Ironwell, I've got a, a woman that did a, uh, a a documentary on Wildflower that she sent us the documentary. So we're gonna call her and and talk to oh, her cool. about. Uh, she followed um, three people, I think two pros and a uh, 
in a uh, amateur and during their training and then during the wildflower uh, race. Oh, that so, sounds really exciting. Yeah, I want a copy of that. It'll be good. Yeah, I'll send it to you. It's it's uh, it's in yeah it's a it's a great it's a great documentary. So. Okay. Right. okay. So, um, so well, I don't want to listen to what what the heck happened to me in the la- next uh, <laughs> next six hours. <laughs> and if there's some weird stuff because um, on the train ride train ride back, that's just because we've been been drinking. So I apologize for. for that. <laughs> he us in advance. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go. Uh, let's go hear what happened, everybody. All right, it's time for true confessions. The Kahuna completely choked on how to record this god dang uh, ride down the California coast. He didn't put the microphones close to his subjects, his interview subjects, and he left the, um, let people leave their cell phones on, which created a buzz, which you'll hear a little bit of, um, and it totally messed up the recording. So um, the Kahuna apologizes for this, and basically, here's a rundown. I'm going to give you a little bit of the audio because it's uh, it's okay, but it's 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 um, kind of the quality is not as great as it could be. And I apologize. And I had to actually cut out whole segments because uh, a phone was buzzing and there's feedback. So we made it down the California coast. It was very very hard. There were headwinds of about 20 miles an hour the entire time, which was totally um, blue. Uh, no pun intended, and we we rode 101 miles. Uh, we had three Tri Geek Dreams, uh, Get Your Geek On riders along with us. Two uh, women went about 62 miles down to Oceanside and took the train back, and then Double um, A Attorney Arnold rode with us all the way to Old Town, San Diego. Uh, we got killed on the hills in San Diego. They were they were uh, steep and frequent, and uh, we barely made it in there. And it took about, believe it or not, it took about nine hours start to finish to to do these 101 miles. Um, we stopped a couple of times, take pictures and things like that, but um, and stopped at the Oceanside train station to say goodbye to the two uh, women. But it was a really tough, tough ride and a hard, hard day. So anyway, here's a little bit of the audio, but it totally blows. I'm sorry if adjust your iPod um, volume on and off. Uh, next time, the Kahuna will be wiser and more adept at this on-the-road audio. So here you go. We'll get you on the other side. Bye. All right, this is the uh, Kahuna. We're at the uh, Santa Ana... Amtrak station on a beautiful uh, Sunday morning, and uh, we got Robo Stew. Robo Stew is late. Were you, why were you late, Robo? Okay, Robo had. Um, did you get friendly with your husband? No. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, we're here with Arnold. Arnold, you're from L.A. From downtown L.A. That's right. And you're with Team... Oh, we're the HLB Triathlon Team. And HLB stand for? HLB stands for Hooper, Lendy, and Bookman. That's the law firm uh, we all work for. Well, I used to work for, and they work for currently. We're riding with a bunch of lawyers. <laughs> oh, this is well, celebrating... Like, like yeah, we're g- if we don't get hit by a car, we're going to be... Uh, you do? 
then we got Stacy. Stacy and Stacy. Oh, actually, no. Now I'm from Culver City. And I work at HLB as well. And she's grumpy? Or are you going to get grumpy? No, I'm going to get grumpy. Yeah. I'm okay now. And they're planning on going down to Oceanside, which is about 50 miles, and then turn around. I have news for them that ain't going to happen. Yeah, yeah, I told you. You're with Romo, Stu. You're not quitting. You, you will finish. You don't know. You, 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 your miles. you don't know the heights of grumpiness and viciousness I, I can get to. Especially this if you're happy. Beautiful. This is going to be like the most beautiful bike ride you've ever seen. Okay, I can tell that this might not be good for us to be riding next to each other. Oh, you want to push them off the... Imagine the end of like a half iron age. It's just like running, like skipping. Like, this is really good in my life. Oh, yeah. Before I last one, I was about my uh, training for a marathon, and I also got grumpy, and it was about mile 23 when the, the lead happy person in our group was still saying, Hi, good morning, good morning, <laughs> to everybody we passed. And I'm sitting there thinking, Come on, get a knock him down. Yeah, I'm sorry. All right, and then we have Hope. Hope, uh, another attorney, right? That's right. I'm, in, uh, I'm from Los Angeles. She's embarrassed just talking to this microphone, either. A little bit, yeah. I'm the shy one. <laughs> And your sister bought a bike from That's right. My sister, right? Yep. And did you try to get a date with her? Good <laughs> question. I don't think you tried to get a date with her. She's the only woman he hasn't tried to get a date with. Um, so PJ's not showing up today, I guess, huh? Yeah. Who? Okay, so we're going to go down, and we don't really have... Who I, is this PJ? Oh, yeah, we don't talk about him anymore. I'm sorry. And um, so we're going to go down and start riding. We're going to go down the Santa Ana River and to Newport and then take a left down the coast. We kind of have directions, but not really, so we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> um, so any other last words of wisdom, Stacey? Uh, wait for me. <laughs> oh, we're good to go. Here you go. Arnold looks very serious. Arnold's the hardest one ever, Marcy. He's just really happy that he finally has somebody he can ride with at his speed. Well, all right, that'll be, that'll be a robo. Um, all right, we're in uh, Newport Beach for the corner of uh, Pacific Coast Highway and Balboa Boulevard at the Jack in the Box, waiting again for RoboStu. Oh, my God. So RoboStu's got a... Oh, my God, you're going to die. He's got a cup of coffee and a... Uh, egg and ham thing. Egg and ham thing. Sourdough Jack. Is that a Breakfast of Champions? You bet, ma'am. You're going to be burning a lot of calories today. Yum, 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 yum. <laughs> You're a freak, man. Yeah. Get out. That's that's nasty. So anyway, uh, Hope is our spokesperson this uh, this trip. Oh, you're making me the spokesperson. <laughs> yeah. Come on. <laughs> so how is that first uh, segment coming down? Feeling pretty good. Good. Could have done without the headwind, but feeling pretty good. Okay, we're 13 miles, 13 and a half miles into it. So we only have 80, 87. You're wrong. <laughs> wrong. You're not going to want to come back. You know what I mean? You don't want to go to a train station. Yeah, there's a train station. Oh, yeah, yeah. Very all right. Nobody makes me old joke about swimming halfway across the English Channel and then decide to turn around and go back. There's I mean, no I figure you guys are going to the well, Channel. There's no train. Does Arnold always smile? He's got yeah. like a perfectual smile on his face. He's in awe. 
All right, I'm here on the uh, the Amtrak train with uh, Arnold, the attorney. We're going to call him a Double A attorney, Arnold. So Double uh, A did uh, his his farthest ride before really was um, we did 65 miles 10 years ago, and then he did 56 miles in the um, the uh, is it called the San Diego Challenge? San Diego Triathlon Challenge. Sa- San Diego Triathlon Challenge. He did a half Ironman last year. But he just smoked it, man. He was uh, he, he kept up with the Rogos too the whole way. Um, we almost died in a physical, in a um, getting tired sense. I can't even talk to him, so <laughs> exhausted. But the the hills between um, La Jolla. What happened was we we were gonna Solana Beach is a train station on pretty flat ground, and to get to this downtown San Diego station. We had to go up this grade at La Jolla, which was about three mile grade, just Torrey Pines, Torrey Pines Road. And so we decided, as quick, of course, we got to the base of it, and RoboStube baited me into doing it. So I said, okay, let's do it. But it's going to be, but I thought in my mind it was all downhill after we got to the top of that thing. And that was just the beginning. I mean, we probably went up about six more significant hills. And uh, each time we're just like, this can't be happening to us. So anyway, so let's, enough about me. Let's, um, let's talk. Uh, what are you drinking there? Well, arrogant bastard ale. Yeah, he's got an arrogant bastard ale, a pint, icy cold. He's got his shoes off, kicking back on the Amtrak. I think he's gonna go to sleep in a second, so I gotta um, interview him before he uh, falls asleep. So anyway, Arnold, uh, how did you, uh, how'd you like the ride? Uh, I had a really good time, but I'm just physically devastated. That's gotta be the hardest thing I've ever done physically. Is it harder than a half iron? I would say that was harder than a half iron, just because we were out there for nine hours. Yeah, you know, it was the, it was tons of hill, and then there was just a vicious headwind the whole freaking time. And so sometimes we're going up the hills, it's like we weren't even moving. And, uh, yeah. All right, that's the audio. I know it blew. I'm sorry. I feel ashamed. Um, and there were some really great parts. We went with um, Arnold, Hope, and Stacy. They were great uh, people to do the ride with. And, of course, Robustu, who kept us going the entire way, um, even um, after the uh, millionth hill, he's like, you know, this is, it's great to be alive, this is what it's all about, so I did want to kill him, but uh, he got us through, so at any rate, that's the deal, next time our um, in the field audio will be a thousand percent better, I know what I did wrong, but um, uh, please forgive the kahuna, and we'll do better next time, all right, um, back to the show. Okay, Kahuna, we're going on faith that uh, you survived and that everything is great. And um, if not, and if you're dead somewhere, then I'm going to have to record this, and uh, it'll be the contrary. But uh, we're, we're going on this. You made it, and it, All right. it rocked. And, so. and play the tape at my funeral. As I'm yeah, there you go. Screaming down the hill. <laughs> All right. Well, it's time for... Um, Time for the highlight of the show is it's the uh, Iron Will Tri Life Lesson. It's where she Aww. fuses uh, her philosophy of life and triathlon into a uh, tightly packaged uh, um, bit of inspiration. So, well, thanks. Know. What are you talking about this week? This week we're going a little retro, I think. Um, back to basics, maybe. Uh, spring's coming, and um, I think this is going to be a really good year. I have a good feeling about this year, so I uh, hope it comes through in this. All right, let's uh, let's roll the tape. 
for a long time this morning and have decided that it's about time to get rid of the things I don't need. Spring cleaning, yeah, something like that. I've come to the unanimous and palpitating conclusion that there are too many things in my life that do nothing but take up space and spread clutter. Not only that, but they're threatening to make it so I won't be able to go the distance if I don't lighten up in a lot of areas. So, it's time to make things simple. I'll just have to remember that the simplest ways and the easiest ways don't always correspond. And of that, well, I've never been a big fan of the easy way anyway. I've done some sorting of my beliefs, and this is what I'm keeping. Rule number one. Everything is what it is, and I'll do my best with what I have. There's really no other way if you want to be successful at anything. People waste too much time sitting around and bemoaning the fact that things aren't fair, aren't practical, are too dangerous or too taxing, when really none of it matters. That's all part of the clutter. There's a desired result, there are the tools I have, and the rest is the execution of getting from point A to point B intact. Rule number two, never, ever, ever ignore details. A building is made of bricks, an army of individuals, no whole is worth anything without its parts. Rule number three, when the mind is weak, make the body strong. The mind will follow, and it will keep up because it will have no other choice. There is only so much baggage a person can carry over 20 miles on a hot day. Mile 20.2 will be lighter than mile 2. Guaranteed. Always. Rule number four. Never compromise regarding what you're passionate about. If I negotiate, I was never passionate in the first place. And not only will I likely lose, but I will deserve to lose. Therefore, since a person can only carry so much over the distance, I'll make my selections judiciously and then fight like hell for them. Rule number five. There's always something I don't know about and therefore have not planned for regarding my situation. Because of this, I need to expect the unexpected and be flexible enough to adapt to it if I ever hope to overcome it in that order. Rule number six, the only permanent things in life are intangible and inaccessible outside of myself. So, if I ever can't find what I'm looking for out of this life, I know where to look. Rule number seven, have the courage to lead and the patience to follow. Know when each is required and know that why almost never matters. Things don't always make sense. Most people hate that. I know I do. But it doesn't change the finality of the situation at hand. That said, I won't waste time considering my love or detest for whatever my role happens to be. I'll just do what I have to do. Rule number eight, do not complain. It's a waste of the time one could be using to change the situation. Rule number nine, anything not born from accomplishment is temporary. Pain, discomfort, emotion, everything passes with time. Everything is diluted by one point or another. Therefore, it's not solid ground upon which to build anything and needs support if it's to be maintained. If it's good, support it. If not, let it do what it would naturally do. Wash away. Rule number 10. There is always a way. It's just a matter of how much one is willing to work in order to find it. There. Now I can breathe in here. Oh, Will, is, is spring great or what? Oh, yeah. Anybody out there that's just uh, thinking about doing a triathlon, go do one. It's, it's, it'll be the funnest thing you've ever done. It's just, uh, it's just a wonderful experience. So mm-hmm. um, that will um, that gets you psyched up, that, that tri-life lesson. So thank you very much. Thanks. You're welcome. No problem. My pleasure. Um, wow. It's uh, podcast number 10. One zero. Is, I can't believe we're in this far. Is in the books. No, uh, no going back now. No going back now. Um, 
God, I can't. I can't believe it's ten shows. You know what I can't believe? What? I can't believe that we're done recording already, and you have like two edits to fix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I don't have any bloopers this this time. Uh, it's, it, I, we we trade off editing, and when for some reason uh, when Will edits, there's like tons of edits and when I it's edit, a it's nightmare it's as smooth <laughs> as can be so um, I get a, I get a smooth one so that's that's all right uh, yeah I'll, I'll struggle through that <laughs> the karma will catch up to you <laughs> that's true <laughs> um, so well we um, we we better sign up next next week we have our beginners uh, show so that will be uh, our newbie show that will be awesome even even for uh bring memories what Ten dollars in the kitty. Oh, awesome. are we are are we still doing that? Are we even still doing that? I think we broke our habit of it. Um, I think we did. So. Yeah, we we were la- very lax last week because of all of the stress in the <laughs> in the show. That was the weirdest show. Oh my, God. Oh my gosh, uh, biorhythms were uh, definitely out of whack. We're way out of whack. Um, <laughs> all right, so we got the newbies next next week, and that'll be good. For, that'll get you geeked up, whether you're a newbie or you're uh, you know, you're long timing long time triathlete. You can kind of get a little walk down uh, memory lane and um, I think that's it I think I think so um, we are we are getting seriously into the season it's it's definitely here so um, I guess it's time to say goodbye huh yeah so get out there train hard and uh, we'll be back next week alright guys until then this is Iron Will signing off this is the Trigeek Kahuna saying aloha and mahalo and it's that time again for the business section of our show. Um, Get Your Geek On is sponsored by NEPSA. For all your web hosting, domain, and design needs, NEPSA is your solution. Visit NEPSA.com or call 877-99-NEPSA. For comments, suggestions, or sponsorship inquiries, or to submit a soundbite for our next show, visit the sidebar at trygeekdreams.com or through th3wall.com for more information. Get Your Geek On is a production of Iron Geek New Media. And this week's show is also sponsored by Kendall Gray and Canada Pat, tech consultant to the stars, and Simply Stew of simplystew.org. And Kendall Gray gave us a very generous donation of... Uh through the PayPal button on our website's address, website addresses. And, uh, yeah, I want to thank Kendall very much for the generous donation. And uh, if you want to make that donation, you can go to our websites. There are PayPal buttons that make it really easy. And uh, we don't make money off these, pit, these uh, podcasts. Um, we actually lose quite a bit of money. So uh, <laughs> you can help us get out of the red by uh, making a, a donation, uh, large or small, uh, but uh, we would appreciate it. Uh, and uh, swag should be coming out pretty soon here. Um, has your box arrived yet, Kahuna? No, I got a... Um, Stu was... Uh, Simply Stu gave us some swag, and it's, it's supposed to be uh, in the mail. So the swag's in the mail. All right. Yeah. And um, a couple of our um, own sponsors are... Uh, catching up and um so we're gonna have to return the favor and send him a box of stuff here pretty quick too so um also if you'd like a token of the get your geek on show visit getyourgeekon.spreadshirt.com for authentic logo apparel okay uh that's about it now it's it's um it's not all about the outtakes we don't have very many but i think we have a couple so um let's listen to them now okay don't tell iron will but there wasn't a single good outtake for the show. So I was able to edit it in record time, and everything was cool. So sorry there's no uh, 
highlights from our screw-ups because we didn't screw up this week. So hope you enjoy the show, and we'll see you back next week for podcast number 11. Aloha. Aloha.